Today, we make Vladimir Putin regret the day he questioned America's resolve. And we make clear to others, like China's President Xi, not to test our determination. Ah, yes. Our resolve to add to the national debt. Deficit spending is not something we're afraid of, Putin. We'll give money we don't have to anybody. Well, really, to the military-industrial complex, because that's where 90% of it goes. And they brag about that, too. Who was it that was bragging about that? I keep saying it was Blinken, but it was somebody else. Bragging about, hey, 90% of the money we give to Ukraine doesn't even leave the U.S. It just goes right to U.S. arms contractors. And then we send stuff over there, and then people get killed, and trench warfare and rats the size of dogs in the trenches. They can be tasty, though. Well, happy Tuesday, and welcome back. We continue to be reachable at 888-630-9625. And I'm going to get to cringe here, cringe on Pierre in just a moment, who said a lot of really crazy stuff. The Washington Times is one of the excellent newspapers in Washington, D.C., along with the Examiner and the Free Beacon. We have great papers, uh, just not the Washington Post, which I have here also. Hang on a second. I want to spit on it because there it is. I got that going for but the, the Washington Times has great stories. Uh, the commentary page has a piece by Senators Marco Rubio and Mike Collins. Make blocking federal highways a federal crime. You know how liberals love to lay down in the road, daring people to run them over? I don't think we should make it a federal crime. We should just make it legal to run people over if they're laying in the highway for political reasons. Pro-Hamas protests blocking roads are not peaceful assembly, Senator Rubio and Senator Collins say. And, you know, shut it down for Palestine, the cry of pro-Hamas protesters as they block highways all over the United States, Washington, Rhode Island, Illinois, to, and Washington, D.C., to, to shift U.S. policy. They lay down in traffic to shift U.S. policy. And they want to make it a federal crime to block highways, which infuriates people and makes, you know, normal people you're just a normal person going in, you're smiling, you're listening to the Chris Plant show, you're having a nice time. And uh, then these left-wing lunatics with war paint all over their faces and the colors of the Palestinian flag are laying on the highway in front of you. You really should treat them as speed bumps. We should. They glue themselves to the roads because of all the mental issues they have. And so Rubio and Collins want to make it a federal crime. I think that's a great idea. And... Uh, also, I think they should bring out fire trucks with the water cannon on the roof like you see at airports and blast them off the, the roads uh, with the foamy stuff, which years from now will turn out to be toxic and cause all kinds of medical issues. That'd be good, I think. Also, another story that kind of made me laugh a little bit today on the front page of the A section of the Washington Times, infrastructure is the header, have to get Pete Boot Edge Edge involved. You know, he's uh, they, they love infrastructure. Didn't he, uh, Joe Biden say he spent like $1.5 trillion on infrastructure and nobody can point to anything? Not a bridge, not an airport. Oh, we're filling potholes. Yeah, that's a, a state and city obligation, but okay. Here's the headline. Heavy EVs. That's, uh, we call electric vehicles EVs now because we have to abbreviate everything. Heavy EVs and danger guardrails, comma, pedestrians. 
infrastructure must be fortified. And this piece is by the wonderful Susan Ferriccio. And she's a real reporter and a normal person. Safety experts are grappling with an array of infrastructure burdens and dangers associated with electric vehicles, which the left is making very fashionable. By the way, they run on coal-powered plants, you know, uh, energy plants, but never mind that. We should have more nuclear power. Then they'd run on nuclear power, but the left is too stupid and too corrupt. So here it is, the infrastructure burdens and dangers of electric vehicles, which, which can weigh... They can weigh, listen now, up to 50% more than traditional automobiles thanks to their heavy lithium-ion batteries, which, by the way, are filled with toxins. And if your, your EV, you know, your Tesla, is broadsided at an intersection and the battery, which is practically the size of the car, it's uh, underneath the floorboards and goes from the front wheels to the back wheels, it's a huge thing. And if it cracks, you got to call out the hazmat team because it's filled with hazardous materials. That's true. Also, it has to be mined and developed, and the Chinese are using uh, child slave labor in Africa and in western China to dig up all the rare earth minerals that you need for the batteries for your, your environmentally uh, friendly cars. Heavy electric vehicles damage roads, damage bridges, damage parking spaces. Some can plow through highway safety guardrails because they weigh so much and pose a greater danger to gasoline-powered cars, pedestrians, and bicyclists. Bicyclists in the road annoy me, you know, so, I mean, let's, let's be honest. And I ride my bicycle, but not in traffic because I'm not suicidal, but never mind that. So the problems, multiple plural problems, associated with EVs are poised to grow as more consumers buy them under the Biden administration's plan to eliminate gas-powered vehicles and the tailpipe emissions that come with them. Now your emissions will come out of a power plant far away. You won't see it, and you can pretend that you're not responsible for any emissions. Just child slave labor in Africa and western China. Just uh, plundering Asian island uh, archipelagos for the rare earth minerals that the communists need to make your car batteries so you can be politically correct. And then, of course, we subsidize the $80,000 cars uh, because rich people buy them and rich people make laws, so we subsidize them. Uh, you get $7,500 subsidy for your Tesla, right? And then the Democrats are now subsidizing charging stations in poor areas like Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket, so we get to pay for their charging stations, for their subsidized $100,000 cars, $80,000 cars. And now it turns out the cars are so heavy that they're a danger to our roadways, uh, to infrastructure, and we'll have to spend trillions on upgrading the infrastructure. And as Michael Piercy said this morning, what is the carbon footprint associated with upgrading all of the infrastructure to accommodate the new environmentally friendly cars? These are important questions. Now, and uh, thanks to the Washington Times and Susan Friccia for bringing that up. Now you can share that with your EV-driving friends at the dinner table. Uh, all right, let's go to the dim-witted White House spokesperson, Corinne Jean-Pierre, commonly known as Cringe. And Cringe yesterday was asked, 
hey, Joe Biden doesn't do a lot of press conferences. Have you noticed that? And she looked confused and said, well, you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump had formal press conferences. And then every time he was coming or going from the White House or any other event, he'd stop and answer questions from the press until they were exhausted and had to go to sleep. They, he, he just, he, he, he wore them down answering all the questions they had. And here's Cringe's ridiculous answer. The numbers show that President Biden has engaged in about 33 news conferences. Compare that to Obama's 66 and Donald Trump's 52 by this time of their presidencies. Can you explain why the president isn't doing... So look, yeah, and I hear the question, and I know that uh, folks want to hear you all, and it's important because when you all hear from the president, obviously, uh, so does the American people. So we get the importance of that, and we're always going to try to find ways, uh, obviously outside of press conferences as well, uh, to for the president to be out there. And we have found some non-traditional ways. We think it's important to try non-traditional to meet, ways. Uh, the American people where they are. Yeah, we've so- found some non-traditional ways. By putting him in an iron lung in the basement of the White House, where he never talks to anyone because we know every time he goes out into public uh, and says anything, he embarrasses himself and the country. And that's why the Democrats are now trying to get rid of him. And uh, more and more, you can hear the sound of the drums. The drum beat is growing closer. And the Democrats, and the scuttlebutt is that it's Barack Obama behind it, who's uh, saying, we've got to get rid of Joe Biden. But how do we get rid of Joe Biden when we've got Kamala Harris as the backup quarterback and her poll numbers are, uh, in some ways, even worse than Joe Biden's, and she's even dumber than he is. And then they say, well, we'll get Gavin Newsom. He's wrecked California. He could do for the country what he's done for California, or to California. And then, of course, there's Michelle Obama. Who doesn't want the job? They keep assuring us she doesn't want the job. She may not may not have a choice in the matter. They'll tell her where to stand and what to say, and then she won't have to do the job. Obama can phone it in. Remember, Obama told us Barack Obama told us years ago that if he could be president, you know, from a multi-million-dollar oceanfront location, uh, and just phone it in, then that'd be great by him. You wish like you had a, a third term. If I could make an arrangement where I had a, a stand-in, a front man, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats, then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was doing all the talking and ceremony, uh, I, I'd be fine with that. In the basement in his sweat, smoking dope with Larry Sinclair, you know, doing lines, pulling a bump here, a bump there. You know what he's doing. Cringe Jean-Pierre. Um, well, but he's not holding press conferences like a normal president, and and uh, Trump held a lot more, and Obama held a lot more. Of course, Obama was being adored uh, the whole time, swooning press, giving him a tongue bath from afar and sometimes up close when the opportunity presented itself. Num, 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 they uh, think is great. And again, President Trump, they're counting as more formal press conferences, but he stopped and answered every question they had, had every chance he got. Uh, coming and going. 
Uh, cringe on Pierre. Whether it's a podcast uh, that's important or, um, you know, doing 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 certain things that is not the norm. Uh, obviously, the person... Things uh, the that is not I the norm. Say, uh, takes, uh, you know, takes your questions uh, when he's on the road as, uh, you know, more often than not. Uh, and B finds it important uh, to have those conversations when you all are out there with him on the road taking your questions. And so he does do that. Yeah. What kind of ice cream are you having? <clears throat> Are you going to fall off the bicycle again today? Of course, they don't ask him that, do they? And she had a singular plural disagreement on things is, but uh, things are cringe. Things not is, things are. But never mind that. Lion cringe. And then, gosh, when it comes to press conferences, we do a wonderful job in getting him out there to talk to the press, which is a big, fat lie. As far as press conferences, we're going to try and uh, make sure when it's the right time for to, for those to happen. Certainly, we will we will do so. Uh, but it doesn't mean that this president does not engage uh, with with the press corps, with the White, White House press corps, or uh, with other uh, reporters, uh, journalists out there who have different uh, different ways of communicating with the American people as well. We think that's important too. Uh, what does that even mean? A different journalist that have a different way of communicating with the public. What are you talking about? <clears throat> yeah, like commie bootlicks that uh, have a website that only your basement dwelling masturbateurs follow on a daily basis. Is that uh, is that what it is? Just amazing stuff. The cringester. Yeah, and then I uh, asked about the new ABC News poll where 86% of Americans and 73% of Democrats say that Joe Biden is too dang old to get a second term as president. ABC News Ipsos poll shows that 86% of Americans think Biden is too old to serve another term. That is a higher percentage than what we found in a previous poll in September. So clearly polling shows this is a persistent issue. What is the White House strategy to try and change that perception? So look, we're going to continue to lead on leadership, right? We're going to continue we're going to, to focus lead on, on what leadership. has been able to get done. Yeah, we're going to focus on what he's been able to get done. I just don't think that that is happening. <clears throat> and the reporter didn't ask, hey, even 73% of Democrats think that he's too old for a second term. 86% of Americans... What was the independent voters? It was like 108% or something. I think it was more than 90% of independent voters said he's too old for a second term. And they need that independent vote because, you know, she hasn't even started saying ridiculous stuff and uh, lying. Special counsel has to be a medical doctor, she says, and a Democrat. If you're going to notice that Joe Biden has a terrible case of CRS, you know, can't remember stuff. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
Now, Crin Jean-Pierre lies for a living. Uh, she does this for the Democrat Party, which appreciates her selling her soul to Satan in exchange for a, a few pieces of silver. But uh, she was asked yesterday, but uh, Joe Biden, you know, he sure seems to lack energy and he bumps into furniture and you have to use that little miniature staircase for him to get on Air Force One because he can't use the big staircase because, you know, he's no good. Nothing about him. Cringe then says, well, you know, Dr. Jill Biden, who's not a doctor. There was a lot of doctor talk at the White House briefing yesterday. And it was all demented. It was Dr. Demento. Uh, here's cringe on Dr. Jill and Joe Biden's busy schedule. Look, I'll quote a little bit of uh, what the First Lady said, uh, I think incredibly well, just a couple days ago. Uh-huh. Uh, President Biden does more in one hour than most people do in a day. His right. age with experience and expertise is an incredible asset, and he proves it every day. Yeah, that is the biggest lie ever told. That, uh, And they, they come up with the new biggest lie ever told every day. And then... Somebody said, um, well, let's see, uh, today is Monday. What's on the president's schedule this week, cringe? Is he real busy bringing peace to the Middle East and peace in Ukraine and infrastructure? Is he going to East Palestine, Ohio? What, what's he busy? Maybe he's going to the beach to drag a six-ounce six ounce beach chair around. Don't have any um, anything yet for tomorrow, Wednesday, um or Thursday, uh, obviously, when when things move or we have something to share, we'll certainly put that uh, put it, put that out there on the daily guidance. Uh- but wait a minute! You just said he does more in an hour than most people do in a day. But for the next three days, he has nothing at all on his schedule, and we didn't even get to Friday. And then there's the weekend, of course. Joe Biden has nothing on his schedule today. That's Tuesday. Nothing on his schedule tomorrow, Wednesday. Nothing on his presidential schedule Thursday. That's uh, the day after tomorrow. And we haven't gotten to Friday yet, so right now there's nothing on the Friday schedule. She has nothing to announce. But she can assure you in the Soviet style, the North Korean style, that he does more in an hour than most people do in a day. It's invisible. You can't see it. And uh, if you could see it, they'd have to keep it a secret because it would be classified. Isn't that amazing? Mm-mm-mm. That is, uh, it is good to be a Democrat, isn't it? You get to say all these crazy things. He didn't do the Super Bowl interview, which every president does because it's a free fluff job. He made a ridiculous video that was 45 seconds long and had probably 35 edits because he can't complete a sentence or a thought. And it was about shrinkflation. That is, there aren't as many Cheetos in your Cheetos bag as there used to be, but it costs the same, which is his fault, but he blamed Cheetos. They have their alleged new inflation numbers out. January inflation... They're saying 3.1% higher than expected. The expectations were a lie, a deception. 3.1% is a lie, too. Have you bought anything that... Now, here's the thing with 3.1% inflation. That's the amount that, you know, uh, goods and services increased. But it was already at a very high threshold because under Joe Biden, we had uh, galloping inflation 
And then they say, oh, look, inflation's down, as though that means prices go down. No, that means now they're only going up 3.1%. That's, uh, that's the, new, the new standard. And it's a lot of hooey. I, uh, I got to tell you, maybe I'm shopping in the wrong grocery stores or going to the wrong restaurants or uh, going to the wrong places to buy anything because everything I buy is up a lot more than 3.1%. It's uh, up and up and up. It's Bidenomics. It's the Biden economy. It's a calamity. It's a catastrophe. They're not on our side. And once the prices go up and up and up, then the media likes to say, oh, look, now it's only three. You know, they, they present it like this is great news. It's, uh, they've, there's a decrease in the rate of increase, a turn of phrase they used to mock. Now they use it as a brag because we're at not for double standards. All right, let's get back to cringe, cringe. Yesterday was asked, um, you know, look, the, the Robert Herr report says that Joe Biden's brain is broken. It's not working. It's no good. And that his memory is no good. And that, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a nitwit. How about that? The Herr report said that they didn't want to put Joe Biden on trial by charging him with crimes, which he clearly committed, according to the report, of, of stealing. And he had no right to take home classified documents when he was in the Senate, which he did. Or for that matter, when he was vice president, which he did. And he kept them, and he's not allowed to keep them. And he stored them in unsecured locations, and he's not allowed to do that. All of these things constitute crimes. I know that these things constitute crimes because... Donald Trump has been charged with crimes for doing exactly the same thing, even though he had declassification authority as president and Joe Biden as senator and vice president did not have declassification authority. But Robert Herr, who's under attack by the left, the radical extremists in the Biden White House and the fake news media, Herr said in his report, that uh, Joe Biden would be perceived by a jury as being a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, struggling to remember events and straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries. That's from the Robert Herr report, right? That should be problematic, and I'd like to think that it is problematic, Uh, Amazing. Now, I've been calling for, from day one, when the Democrats in the Biden White House started lying about it and saying, that's not true. Robert Hur is making that up. He has no right to say these things. They're interviewing him, and he couldn't remember when he became vice president. They were interviewing him, and he couldn't remember when he stopped being vice president. These are pretty well-known dates. You know, Inauguration Day, 2009, January 20th. And then Inauguration Day 2017, after President Trump was elected and he left office January 20th. So uh, you should know that. And then he talks about his son, Bo, who tragically died in 2015. And the report said that he couldn't remember even within a few years, a few years, when his son Bo died. Those represent major, major lapses in memory and recall, and retention, and uh, so on. So um, James Comer, the congressman and chairman investigating, 
They are asking for, as I have been asking for, I think even before them, the transcripts of the interviews that Biden did with with, uh, the special counsel, Robert Herr. Let's see the transcripts, because now they're disputing whether he said that or no. He couldn't have said that, even Jill Biden, who's not a doctor. So, oh, he's not going to forget when his son Bo died. Well, let's see the transcripts. But they don't want the transcripts released because they want the lie to live. And that is that he couldn't have possibly said that. Uh, Also, by the way, there is at least audio tape of the interviews and probably videotape of the interviews, which is better for television. And they should release, and honestly, the Democrats should cough it up or the Republicans should be pounding the table on Capitol Hill demanding the release of the videotapes, if there are videotapes, audio tapes, and the transcripts, and they should demand it now. Might be better to release the transcripts first, then the Democrats will pick a fight and burn police cars, and then you can say, all right, let's release the audio tapes. You can do it in phases if the Republicans knew how to do politics. So let's go back to cringe, because she was, uh, she was asked, um, gosh, let's have Biden uh, talk to a doctor and have him sized up to see if his memories uh, broke. When can we talk to the president's doctor, and how come he hasn't been, they haven't been asked to come out here and talk with us, given the, the her report that challenges the president's mental fitness? I have said the, pres- the, the medical doctor, the, the president's doctor, is going to do a physical. He's going to, and he has always put forth in the last two years a detailed, uh, detailed memo on the president's, uh, on the president's, uh, uh, obviously, uh, uh, obviously, uh, medical uh, what physical. And so I'm just going to leave medical it there. physical. And so I'm just going to leave it there. Her favorite turn of phrase is, and so I'm just going to turn, uh, uh, leave it there. Uh, the Her Report. Now, you notice that she didn't answer the question, when is the doctor going to come out and take questions? And she answered a different question, not asked. And the reporter didn't say, you didn't answer my question. When is the president's doctor going to come out? And where are the demands for a cognitive test? which were allowed during the Trump administration. He took that cognitive test. He uh, passed with flying colors, and then they attacked him and mocked him for it on MSDNC and so on. Also, we were talking about this this morning, Michael and I. Joe Biden watches Morning Joke every morning, which might explain his mental limitations. His, uh, it's certainly a contributing factor. He has no idea what's going on. Because everything on that ridiculous cable show is a lie uh, perpetrated by dimwits who, well, let's go, let's go back to cringe. Because here is the, uh, well, the Her report says that Joe Biden's brain isn't doing well. And it says that they don't want to charge him with crimes because a jury will just find him to be a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory struggling to remember events and straining at times to uh, even read his own notes. Uh, Cringe, this is the standard Democrat Party protocol. Attack, 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 attack. Now, she seems like a harmless, benign, dim-witted woman, but she's just smart enough to perpetrate the big lie that is the left and the Democrat Party. But I say release the transcripts demand the release and go to the House floor and the Senate floor, hold a press conference, go to the steps of the Capitol and sing a song and demand the release of the transcripts because our president is brain damaged and he's not up to the job of being president. And 
You know, listen, listen to this one made me laugh out loud. Special counsel of her is, is as far as I remember, is a is a uh, obviously a, a Republican, a a a, uh, a prosecutor. He's not a, he's not a medical doctor. He's just not. It's not for him to speak to. It's just not. It's not for what's not for him to speak to that that his memory. First of all, the Democrats assume that if a special counsel is appointed, he's going to be a Democrat who will give them a tongue bath and not indict them for anything because they know that every Democrat is corrupt and wants an invitation to the White House Christmas party and maybe want to, you know, do lines of coke with Hunter Biden or something in the in the White House because that's what they do. Oh, and he's a Republican. Is that right? Is that is that problematic? Are all the Democrat special counsels um, that are just, uh, honestly that the uh, Republicans are supposed to be investigated by Republicans and Democrats are supposed to be investigated by Democrats and they're all supposed to be corrupt. Is that it? And then wait a minute. He's not a doctor. He's not a medical doctor. So if he's not a medical doctor, then he can't tell whether Joe Biden doesn't remember when he became vice president. That requires a medical degree. You must attend years of medical school and become an MD before you recognize that grandma doesn't remember what year she got married? Honestly, that's what you're saying? Not a medical doctor. We're not talking about a medical issue. We're talking about the fact that he can't remember stuff. That's what we're talking about. But never mind that, because in Democrat world, you've got to be a medical doctor before you can assess whether Joe Biden's memory is failing because he couldn't remember within several years when his son died, even though he talks about it five times a day. He couldn't remember when he became vice president. Does that require a medical degree? Do you, and really, uh, that he's an MD. If he were an MD, like Rand Paul, then um, you know they would say, well, he's not a psychiatrist. He's not a neurologist. He's, uh, he's just, uh, you know, a, a, an anesthesiologist, whatever. Just unbelievable. Yeah, he's not a medical doctor. Okay. That is not a prerequisite to make determinations like this. But because they're attacking and smearing he's a Republican, they expect a Democrat. And he's not a medical doctor. No, he's a lawyer. How many years is he supposed to go to school? before he talks to Joe Biden and finds out that he can't remember stuff. Honestly. Morning joke. Morning joke. Uh, which is Joe Biden's source for news. They're very upset about the, uh, the report. And they attack. They attack Robert Hur, the special counsel. You think this guy is so stupid that he didn't know by putting words in that Donald Trump would love for him to put in there that that wasn't going to be the headline. What? He's a Trumper. Who knew? What? So why in the world right. would right. the Justice Department allow that dicta to be in there? Dicta. And it was even worse judgment that the Justice Department allowed that garbage to be released. See, Merrick Garland, and they've said this out loud again and again, the crooked, corrupt Attorney General Merrick Garland was expected by the Democrats to comb through Robert Hur's report. 
and remove anything that might offend the sensibilities of the Democrat Party and the Biden White House. And they've said this out loud again and again. They wear their corruption as a badge of honor at this point. It's absolutely extraordinary. Wait, he's not a medical doctor? He's supposed to be a medical doctor. How can you put that's medical information? No, <laughs> no. It's obvious that uh, poor old Joe at the age of 81 is uh, not a smart guy. Robert Kyung Hur, H U R, is the special counsel. And um, you don't have to be a medical doctor to notice that the guy can't remember stuff. Marco Rubio is a uh, center is a senator uh, in the United States Senate, and he's having none of this stuff. There's other double standards here. For example, apparently her is the only special prosecutor you're allowed to viciously attack and call names. Mm. If you do it to Jack Smith, you're undermining the system. You're a threat to his family, but you can do it to, to her. And that is that Ian Sam's guy last week, another milk toast White House shill. Um, attack, he started out by attacking Republicans, saying, well, they've undermined our justice system by uh, criticizing special counsels. And then literally in the next answer, he attacked Robert Hur and undermined him because were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. What he found was all the elements of a crime have been met. Okay? But we have decided not to charge him because we believe he's suffering from age-related dementia, and we don't think a jury will convict him because of that. He'll be sympathetic, especially four years from now, because of these challenges. That's why they chose not to charge him. So one of two things are true either. Either he has age-related dementia and therefore shouldn't be charged, or he doesn't, according to what the White House says, and therefore should be charged. These are your two choices, and that is the conundrum that they face, isn't it? Yes, it is. You bet your bottom dollar. Mm-mm-mm. Kamala Harris is, uh, she's waiting in the wings. She told the Wall Street Journal, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready, sir. I can, I can become president of the United States. And then, you know, the, the end of days would be upon us. The, the clouds, the skies would turn fiery red and, and uh, we would be uh, wiped from the face of the planet Earth. Um, and, you know, how dare the special counsel notice that Joe Biden Uh, didn't remember when he was vice president and can't remember when his son died. The comments that were made by that prosecutor, gratuitous, inaccurate, and inappropriate. Gratuitous is a big uh, talking point for them. And and how dare you notice uh, the uh, failing memory? The way that the president's demeanor in that report was characterized could not be more wrong on the facts. And clearly... Politically motivated. Gratuitous. Ah, gratuitous again. We got gratuitous. Cringe said gratuitous, too. And uh, Ian Sams said gratuitous, too. I don't think they know what that word means. They use the words, but they don't know what they mean. It's not gratuitous. It's vitally important that the brain of the President of the United States and the leader of the free world be functioning properly, that he be able to recall the name of a terrorist group called Hamas, which is at war with Israel as we speak. And there are no peace talks going on. Have you noticed that? I do. I, I, I think it was only in the first hour that I mentioned it. But I have, I have a peace plan for the Middle East, and that is the immediate unconditional surrender of Hamas. Release the hostages and stop killing everybody. 
Then we may consider bringing you civilization. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> Declassified. Online with Julie Kelly. An actual investigative reporter. The headline is, Bomb-sniffing dog performed vehicle search outside DNC headquarters hours before pipe bomb was discovered. How can that be? Here's the bomb-sniffing dog, and uh, there's video right here. You can watch the video. But they didn't find the pipe bomb that we've been hearing about since January 6th, and there was a pipe bomb I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, found at the RNC headquarters, the Republican National Committee, the Democrat National Committee in Washington, D.C. Surveillance video shows a trained canine performed a check of a vehicle in front of the Democratic National Committee on the morning of January 6th. How did the dog and his handler miss the pipe bomb? Julie Kelly would like an answer to that question. Seems like a legitimate question. And here's the video. An individual who appeared appeared to be part of a security team guarding the Democratic National Committee headquarters used a canine to conduct a search of a small sport utility vehicle in front of the building more than three hours before a plane-closed U.S. Capitol Police officer discovered an alleged pipe bomb just a few feet away on January 6th. Grainy footage, it's not that grainy, recently obtained by Declassified with Julie Kelly from the Committee on House Administration Subcommittee on Oversight Chairman Barry Loudermilk adds yet another question to the unsolved mystery of the so-called January 6th pipe bomber. The FBI claims the suspect planted the devices between 7.30 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. on January 5th. But here are dogs, a dog sweeping the area, and no bomb was found. Was it really a pipe bomb? The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.